I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on extra point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you Tuesday, May 25th. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. How you doing? Living life, my friend. Living life. The sun is shining. I've got a date tonight. The Titans are getting Julio. The Hawks, Trey Young. Burr! It's hot down here in Knoxville, but it sure is freezing up in New York City. Ice Trey, game winner. The Vols win the East. Gotta say. Also, shout out to the hype man. Getting a big recruit. Beating ECU for a JUCO transfer. How about that? Life is good. When did that happen? Uh, last night, yesterday. Oh, okay. We got a, a JUCO guy from, I believe, ECU. Okay. I saw we got a guy from Auburn. That was last week. Okay, that was last week. We got us another guy. Somebody please feel free to post the name because I do not want to look it up. Is he eligible this year or is he? Yep, he is. Okay, so it's an automatic. Okay. I mean, I believe so. Yeah, I believe I was led. I was. I was led to believe he is immediately eligible. So he just basically hadn't signed with ECU because he didn't want to go to Greenville, North Carolina. Roe Torrance, shout out to Austin. Roe Torrance is apparently his name, and I believe he said that Tennessee offered him yesterday, and he accepted yesterday. So it seemed like one of those things where he was um, basically just holding out, or it was just like, oh wait, an SEC offer. Okay, cool. Rotarius Terrence from Bessemer, Alabama. Yep, we beat out ECU and Utah State. How about that? So, um, shout out to shout out to you know, brother Rotarius, um, also from Bessemer, Bo Jackson. So you know, hey, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. You sound just like Coach Eckler, who put out a tweet that said it's a very good, very good news, with a clip of Eric Berry hitting somebody. So. He invoked Eric Berry. You invoked Bo Jackson. Also, what could go wrong? also D'Amico Rhines, and um, you know this has Jameis Winston being from Bessemer. I thought. I guess Jameis Winston was born in Bessemer and played at Hueytown. So, you know, Rotarius Torrance comes from a long line of elite college football players, and I do not expect this to change. Let's see what he was rated coming out of high school. He was not rated coming out of high school. All right. So, you know. Uh, Unfortunately for Rotarius, the Vols have Warren Burrell. No, no. That's a good thing for him. That's going to help. Warren is going to help mold him and mentor him. That's, That's a true. good thing. That's true. That's true. He just, you know, playing time is, is playing time is scarce when you're talking about this defensive backfield that Tennessee has. 
coached by coached by Willie Martinez. It's not easy to get on the field. I mean, we have Trayvon Flowers, who, you know, he's yet to learn how to high point a football, but we're hoping this fall is is finally the fall where he learns how to how to high point the football. He was supposedly a center fielder in baseball. Um, you don't have to high you don't have to high point the ball. If you high point the ball in baseball, you're 300 feet in the air. But um, you don't have to high point the ball in baseball. I've yet to see I've yet to see the same ball tracking skills. Translate I mean, the have, ball you, field? Have, have, have you ever seen a fly ball in baseball, Seth? You can't go up and get it. You got to wait for it to come down. That's true. I'm just talking more about the tracking mechanism. Um, it hasn't translated yet, but we still have this fall. So we, you know, we have him. I don't know who our other safety is. I guess uh, McCullough is going to be our other safety. Whew. Um, and then we have Brother Warren, and uh, I guess Alante Taylor is back. Yeah. So, so you're 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 continuing to run down the list. Things are good over here, buddy. We are thriving. Also, Kenneth George is back for like his seventh year at UT. That's right. What about That's Theo right. Jackson? Is Theo Jackson back? I'm sure Theo Jackson's still around. As uh, Parker points out, zero interceptions in two JUCO seasons. Because they, weren't, they weren't throwing to his side of the ball, that field. They weren't throwing to his side of the field. You might see that as a bad thing. I simply say, yeah, they're not testing him. Throw the other way. Throw the other way. I, I noticed that Parker... Didn't have a stat on how many touchdowns he gave up. I noticed that. It appears that Theo Jackson is coming back for yet another season. Revenge tour. So we also have Theo. I mean, those are all names you gave me. They're names. They're names, that's for sure. Those are dudes. They are names. So, yeah. Shout out to, congrats to Brother Rotarius and then whoever the hell we signed from Auburn last week. Yeah, I forgot his name too, but uh, shout out to him. So, at least the hype man is trying to add bodies. We are going to be able to fill the team. At least we are going to be able to have a two deep on defense, you know? We will, we will be able to scrimmage against each other in the fall. That's good. You know, I have no idea if any of these dudes are worth a shit. I'm going to guess that of the, what, are we up to nine, ten transfers, two of them will be worth a shit. The guy from Texas. The guy from Texas will be worth a shit. I would say the guy probably that we got from Mississippi State will be worth Javante a shit. Javante Payton. Yeah, so maybe three. I'll, I'll set the over at two and a half. Or I'll set the over at three and a half. I'll take three. Maybe more. Maybe more. But I'm going to say three. Yeah, I, I really thought, like, Peyton was going to be good. I really liked Peyton coming out of Juco the first time, and it seemed like we were going to take him, and then all of a sudden we just didn't take him. So I think he might be right there. Like, oh, I'll just say that simply because he's transferring from an SEC program. I I don't know anything about him. I, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I really liked him coming out, of, coming out of Juco. I say that with no confidence. Watch the guy from Texas just be slow. Well... You know, it's possible. He's going to have a lot of tackling opportunities. That is true. He will probably lead the SEC in tackles. Yeah. Yeah, I would say he will. So, yeah, things are looking up for football. I can't wait. Life is good. Life is good. Great days of NBA playoffs. The baseball team rolling. On pace to be a top four seed nationally. Yeah, D1 Baseball moved us back down to being the fifth seed in their newest projections, which I, I guess it's geographical. It has to be geographical. It has to be for geographic reasons. There's no reason for Arizona to now be the fourth seed over UT. 
I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? As long as you're top eight. Yeah, as long as you're top eight, it doesn't really matter. Um, my kind of thing has been like, I just want to be a top eight seed that is high enough up that we don't have to play Florida in the Super Regionals. That is literally my only goal. And I guess it would be nice not to have to play the Texas team that doesn't get that third top eight. Like, if Tech gets it over TCU and TCU is like the nine seed, I don't want to have to play TCU in Super Regional. I don't have to play Florida in Super Regional. That's basically it. You know, you're going to have to play a good team in Super Regional regardless. I just don't want it to be Florida or TCU. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to play Florida. I don't. Want I, Florida. I really do not want to play Florida again. TCU. I don't know anything about them. I just don't want to lose to Florida. Yeah, exactly. Would rather not go down that path. Yes. Beating them would be cool, but not worth the risk. Correct. Reward not worth the risk. Correct as usual, because I mean, if you get to Omaha, it doesn't really matter who you beat. If you know we play the team like you know Mary School for the Blind and Super Regional, who gives a shit? We're going to Omaha. Like it ain't worth being. You know, like it, who cares? How much do we care about the SEC baseball tournament? Uh, not really at all. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, I'm again new to baseball. Wasn't sure, but it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. No, and it's goofy. It's dumb. Like. It seems designed to just make as much money as possible. Um, I think it's I think it's like I, mean, I I don't know what the other option is. Like you know, I don't really understand why you need a conference tournament in baseball. I don't know why you can't just give the automatic bid to the regular season. Play enough games. You play enough games, and like it's. I mean, a team very well could make a run. Like, Alabama's beating the hell out of South Carolina. Alabama very well could go on to win the whole damn thing and get in. It just seems less likely when you have to win this many games. Yeah, like your pitching staff's not going to be deep enough. It's not like basketball where one guy can get hot. Like, you, you got to have your pitching staff be hot. And they're good, if you're starting where Alabama's at, and you got to play, I mean, what, six games, seven? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, that seems like a tough ask. I just don't want, you know, the, the only thing about the SC tournament to me is like, you know, I would like to play Mississippi State on uh, Thursday, just as a you know a really good matchup, you know, for Tennessee to have against another top eight seed. Um, you know, see where they kind of they, they square up against them, and I don't want to re- I don't want the pitching staff to have to pitch a lot this week. Like to me, like what's like what's the payoff? Tennessee locked up their top eight seed on on Saturday. That's what I was going to ask. Is like so is Dallas going to start on Wednesday? Or are we going to throw the guy that usually starts in the middle of the week? You know who? Yeah. I don't know. The younger guys, like your fourth starter. Because I'd rather kind of keep people on the same rotation. I wouldn't want to mess that up. Like, I don't know who South Carolina started today. I know Alabama started Roz or Raz, who is normally their Friday night starter. Now, Alabama has to win a couple to make the NCAA tournament. So, obviously, you know, I don't know if Tennessee would start Heflin tomorrow to, you know, in case you play Dallas. Unless you play Mississippi State, you want Dallas to be able to go up against Mississippi State. On the other hand, the sooner you pitch Dallas, the more rest he has before the regionals. When do the regionals start? The next Friday, like in uh, today's Tuesday, so 10 days from now. Okay, so you'd still have a regular week to get ready. Yeah. It would still be like a regular season where you... Yeah. Okay. The only the only way it would not be is if you like you just you run through the bracket and it's Sunday and it's, you know, Dallas can start again on Sunday, let's say, and you're in the championship game. Would you go for the win knowing that like Dallas is going to have pitched Wednesday, Sunday, and Friday? To me, it's not worth it. I'd say you could probably bring him in for three innings at the end of the game if you needed him. Like, just because I know, like, I don't know about college, but I know in, like, Major League Baseball, you know, you have the bullpen days anyways, the bullpen sessions where they'll go throw, you know, 50, 60 pitches. 
Yeah, it's it's not like this this tournament is like as prestigious as the college basketball tournament. Well, that's what I was getting at. I, that's the vibe I get from people, but obviously we don't win a lot of championships here at Tennessee. So I didn't know if we got close, people would just be like, go for it. Or if the goal is simply like, let's get to Omaha. I'm sure people would be like, go for it. I think that's dumb. I think the only thing that matters is getting to Omaha. Yeah. At least to the Super Regional. Is that the goal here? Like, at least get to the Super Regional? Yeah, I think that if you lost in the Regional, that would be a huge letdown. Right. But getting to the Super Regional, I mean, is that a is that a... I know it's an accomplishment, but was that good enough, or are we Omaha or bus at this point? I mean, I don't I, like. It's tough to say that, like, what regardless. I mean, I mean, if they were to go zero and two in the regional, then that would be a massive, massive disappointment. Other than that, it's like, can you really say anything? Like, this season has been so far and above like anybody's expectations. Like, they've done so well. It's like, you know, I mean, if they were to go to the Super Regional and, like, they just run into some team that gets hot, you know, whoever it would be, you know, and, you know, they lose, you know, they lose the game on Sunday in the Super Regional. It's like, was well, that a disappointment? Probably not. Not really. I mean, like, this team won all every road series they played. They never got swept in the SEC. I mean, like this team has done so much, I don't think in that case it would be a disappointment. I think that they got swept and they went zero and two in the regionals, and yeah, it's a disappoint, it's a disappointing season. Well, to that point, I was going to say, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Like Tennessee never even got down zero two in a series, right? They always won either Friday or Saturday. Yeah, they swept Georgia Tech, right, in the super region. Oh, oh, you're talking about this year? Uh, they lost Friday night. Yeah, they never. It was always at worst one and one. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. They, the only two series they lost were Sunday series. Okay, yeah, that's what I that's what I was thinking, which is, you know, important when we're talking about going zero and two here. Like if Tennessee lost on Friday, they usually bounce back on Saturday. The, right? yeah, so yeah, that's one thing. Like, you know, Heflin is not your number one. Heflin is only good for seventy pitches, five innings or so. But like, look, every time Tennessee's lost on Friday, they won on Saturday, and in the two biggest games of the year. Arkansas and Vanderbilt, Heflin was absolutely lights out coming off a loss at home. And he was also very good at Alabama, which is the other time they lost on Friday night. Um, he's been good every single time that Tennessee's back has been up against the wall. Um, so you trust, I mean, I do trust Heflin. Like, I think everyone wishes he would have let Heflin go a little bit longer uh, last Friday night. He, he pulled him a little too soon after those two ground ball South Carolina hit got that had go through the pitcher they brought in pitched well except for that first batter yeah right? I mean first that, batter that, that game was just so annoying Sewell was unhittable except for like that one pitch yeah so I got on one hand Vitello brought the right guy in on the other hand if you'd have started him in the next inning probably could have gone the rest of the game and you win yeah I mean I you know I get like I, I get why they pulled Heflin. Like, Heflin's margin for error is so small that, like, you can't let him be out there longer than he should be because then he's really going to get shelled. On the other hand, South Carolina didn't hit him at all. You know, I mean, they had two ground balls go through for singles. Like, that was it. But, you know, it didn't matter. Tennessee won the series. So you'll be in attendance tomorrow? Yes, I'll be there Wednesday and Thursday uh obviously um for sure so if we lose tomorrow we'll play the i guess the loser of florida mississippi state is that how that works yes okay and i think that would be like the early game on thursday 
I would assume so. I might be wrong on that, but I think that would be like the early, early game on Thursday. So, like, when you say early, early, you mean, well, no, it, on the, I'm looking at the bracket right now, and it says it would be 10.30 a.m. for Florida, the winner of Florida-Mississippi State, and... Yeah, it'd be 9.30 local time. Okay. So, it would be, yeah, so it's the first game of the day, so yeah. Oh, yeah, well, okay, I see, what, I see what you're saying now. Okay, this bracket's laid out weird. but it's, it's, it's Is it, like, it's so dumb because, like, the people that are on the, the top half of the bracket, like, after they win, like, two games, they then transfer down to the bottom half of the bracket. Yeah, I got it now. It's it's dumb. Yeah. All right, well, that'd be a fun thing. Have you ever gone to the SEC tournament before? I have not. I have not. That'll be fun. It should be pretty fun. It should be should be a pretty fun little day. So I'll try to get some regional and super regional tickets up here, but... I don't know when they go on sale or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen an email or anything about that. I guess they'll wait until it's announced for sure. Would you come up for that or no? I can for the Super Regionals. I can for Super Regionals. Okay. Interesting. I will be at the beach for the Regionals. Not to brag. Look at you, little beach bum. So I can for Super Regionals. So I am excited to go to this. Can you already feel the sand between your toes? I can. I can. I, I can already feel the between my toes while I read a book on the beach. With your shirt on? I picture you with a white t-shirt. No, I, I take the shirt off until I get like super sunburnt, and then I have to put okay. the shirt back on. I took it the other way. I figured you went out with the shirt on, got a little hot, took it off, got in the water, then put it back on. That's what I, that's what I figured was going on. No, I take it off immediately, and then like I don't put sunscreen on that first day, and then I'm, I look like a lobster, and I'm in pain. <laughs> oh, okay. Sounds like a good strategy. Sounds like you got it figured out. Yeah, it's, it's stupid, yeah. I mean, I've had to go to the beach in long sleeves before because my arms were so sunburned. <laughs> Why don't you just put sunscreen on? I, I do now. I've gotten better about it. I have gotten a lot better about it. Make sure you put sunscreen on your feet, my friend. That is the worst sunburn I have ever had is the top of my feet. That's the key. Put it on your feet and your knees. You don't think about the knees when you're walking, but then when you sit down, you got to put it on the knees. The top of the feet is the worst severe sunburn I have ever had. I got it laying sod one summer. Oof. I got on the top of my head one time. That was no good either. I bet that sucked. Yeah, yeah. I now have a hat that I I always make sure I'm in a hat now when I'm outside. Any other thoughts on Tennessee baseball? Uh, I mean, uh, Texas A&M fired their coach. Oh uh, yeah. Texas Tech um, gave their guy a lifetime contract, right? Yeah, because you know, I, like their athletic director, he couldn't let. Texas Tech lose their baseball coach. He couldn't let that happen after he le- after Chris Beard left. Oh yeah, especially in state again. Yeah, he couldn't have that happen again, especially in Tadlock. Their baseball coach is is an alum of Texas Tech, so he couldn't let an alum go to an in state rival. So they went ahead and just said, you know, here's the money we were going to give Chris Beard. You can have it. Yeah. So we wait on TCU's coach. And then after that, it goes to Vitello. So, I guess one hope is that Tennessee just keeps on winning and A&M gets tired of waiting. Because I think the transfer portal for baseball opens up on June 1st. And so... Need a coach in place. You need a coach. You know, the the Super Regionals are the... uh, Super Regionals are like the 14th and 15th of June. So if Tennessee's still playing on that weekend, well, then A&M will have gone two weeks without a head coach when all these transfers are going elsewhere. Um, so 
that's one hope I have. I mean, maybe they just get tired of waiting on the on TCU and UT. The the guy at ECU is supposedly their next guy after Vitello. He was an assistant at Ole Miss when Ross Bork was the athletic director at Ole Miss, and he's a really good coach. I'm hoping that it's just like that's who Bork wants to hire because he knows them. Like they have a really good, you know, they have a relationship already. He knows that he's really good. He's been around them, and that it never even gets to Vitello. I mean, Vitello does kind of look like a dick. If I was a AD, I'd be like, hey, this guy's an asshole. I don't want to hire him. He's too pretty to be in here. But I do worry about that. I do worry about, uh, I feel like Dr. Danny feels like he's the alpha. He's the pretty boy. I do worry that he feels intimidated by Tony V. Like, is is Danny White, can he swallow his pride like the guy at Texas Tech did and just say, you know what? I have to keep this guy or I will have, you know, or I'm on the, like, I think that like people will be furious with Danny White if Vitello leaves after you just trotted out Josh Heupel. No, you're 100% correct. I, I, I would imagine that, uh, that Danny White knows the deal. So you would think Danny White would know this. If he is as good as everyone acted when we hired, surely he is aware of the situation that the fan base isn't exactly happy right now with Josh Heupel. And that we actually do have a winner here, and that we have really latched on to Vitello, and that really it's bigger than Vitello. It's just simply about not getting big boyed by somebody in your conference. It's really just about making a statement that like Tennessee is a destination job for somebody. Like even yeah, like, if, even even without Tennessee ties, like, like we'll keep our coach. Yeah, like I mean, Texas A and M is not a better baseball job than UT. They can offer more money a year. Okay, but like in terms of like. Getting players to go there, like A&M is not LSU. They don't have like this long and rich tradition, you know. They're not the flagship school of the state. Like, like, yeah, there's more players in Texas. But like, it's not like Vitello is having trouble getting guys to come to UT. Okay, I mean like, you know, Max Ferguson's from Florida. Jordan Beck was the best player in Alabama. Connor Pavloni's from Georgia. Drew Gilbert is from Minnesota. He was committed to Oregon State and decided to come to UT when their coach tried. I mean, like, like he's getting guys that were elite recruits from all over the place. Like, it's not like, you know, the talent disparity that he would, what he would get at A&M compared to what he would get at UT is that, is that different. It's not. It's, but like, will Tennessee do enough? Will Danny White swallow his pride like Kirby Hoka did at Tech and just be like, I have to keep him. Like, whatever it takes, I have to do it. I don't know. I hope so. But Danny White does seem extremely arrogant. Oh, he seems very arrogant. That's an understatement. And I just wonder how he views Vitello around the office. Like I said, I, I feel like Danny thinks he's supposed to be the handsome one around, and Vitello is infinitely hands, more handsome than him. I just wonder how he can take that. just wonder how he can handle it. Yeah, I mean, I, like, you know, Boyd and Plowman went to the series in South Carolina, which that's definitely not normal. And I wonder if that was because – I guess that was because there was a chance that we could win the entire SEC. I would say that was it. But I also say – I hope at least that they realize they have to look like they're committed and, you know, fully behind this program. To me, that's what it, like, is really is about. At least I hope so. Like, what was it? Fulmer didn't go to, like, Rick Barnes' National Coach of the Year thing. Yeah. Right before he wanted to go to UCLA. Like, they kind of pushed him there. So, hopefully, they're just like, hey, we got to show some support for our coaches. And it's really not asking much. That's, what, a four-hour drive? And we're a top-five program. Yeah. Like, yeah, go to the damn games. It's the one – It 
It's the one thing we have. It's the one thing that like UT like UT has one elite top level elite dog as head coach, and it's Vitello. I mean, can someone get Ray Tanner a better goddamn suit? That's get, embarrassing. He he's goofy, man. That's embarrassing. Like he was sending out those letters to their fans, like that were at the games, admonishing them for yelling at the umpires earlier this year. Remember that? No, I don't. But all I know is I thank God for South Carolina because that's the one school we can beat in everything. So shout out to them for being our bitch. The one school that we could beat in football. We beat them in women's basketball. We beat them in men's basketball. We beat them in baseball. It feels good. Thank you, South Carolina. Not to mention, you made a worse hire than we did. Like on every coaching hire list, on every SEC coaching rankings, Shane Beamer finds a way to be below Josh Heupel. So we appreciate you. You are doing so much good for us. Thank you, South Carolina. That's true. We we do we do we do appreciate Gamecocks. Also, shout to South Carolina for having a mascot that is named the Cox and having Manscaped as a, one of the flagship sponsors of their baseball program. So that's something too. Yeah, I mean, it, like Danny White has to keep Tony Vitello. It doesn't matter what you have to do. It doesn't matter if you have to promise him that you will make Lindsey Nelson a a recreation of Yankee Stadium. Like it doesn't matter what you have to do. If he if he's asking for cornfields as the fence, like in Field of Dreams, then you go do that. Like, it literally doesn't matter what he asks for. You have to keep him. You cannot let him walk. People will be just. I mean. People will be extremely upset, and it isn't even about baseball. Like it's just about like what Vitello represents, like yep. you said. And yep. so I guess we'll see. Blue Moon Ball. It's a baseball coach. Yes. Did we not just fucking say that, BMV? Nothing gets past you. Did we not just say it's bigger? Did, did we not just say it's bigger than a baseball coach? Do you listen? I get. Rick, Blue Moon Ball wants to go hire Rick Stansberry. It's probably what he wants. I, I think he hit his head. He headbutted a few too many people. We know it's a baseball coach. We should hire Pete Rose. He was in Knoxville hanging out with, with Mayor Jacobs. Just make him the baseball coach. Hire Pete Rose. Charlie was, Hustle. Was he really? Yeah. That's he was doing something in Knoxville with with uh, Kane. They have some history back in the WWE days. So I, I guess they... I don't know what the hell he was here for, but nothing gets past BMV. Nothing at all. <sighs> so, yeah. You got to keep them. You got to keep them. It doesn't even matter. They could go 0-2 in the regionals, and you still have to do whatever it takes. You know, I mean, I, I, Tennessee's going to be top 10 preseason in baseball next year, I would think. I don't know why they wouldn't be. It's a baseball coach. Like, he's going to have to rebuild A&M. They suck. Uh, it just doesn't make much sense, but I guess we'll see. Let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Got a Smokies game. We're trying to plan a little baseball outing. Love to just do a baseball outing at the regionals or super regionals. That'd be more fun. That would be very cool. Arkansas week. Saw a bunch of the boys. No new patron, Seth. Nothing to report here. That's okay. Let's get... Let's get to some questions. We're still going to choose Joy. It's fine. Brother Troy, with the leadoff, just want to say I love you both. Brother Troy, I love you very much. Brother Troy, who, apologies to Brother Jonas, Brother Troy is wingman number one. 
I said I wanted it to be Jonas, but Troy has done better than, you know, Jonas ever could. So eat shit, Jonas. Um, Brother Jonah. But love you. Lo- lo- love you both. Brother Jonah, ask FMK, Margot Robbie, Aubrey Plaza. Robbie. Oh, Margot Robbie, Aubrey Plaza, and uh, User Brooks. Plaza. 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 Margot Robbie, Robbie. Aubrey Plaza and User Brooks. Um, I think I'm going to uh, switch Plaza and Ro- Robbie. Ro- now you got me second guessing how to say it. Sorry, User Brooks, you got to die, buddy. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. I'd like to be married to Ro- Margo. That's how I- Aubrey Plaza seems funny, and I like her, but I just feel like she'd get a little old after a while. She seems like um. Fuck, she'd get on your nerves after a while. Which <laughs> yeah, she seems like she'd be a lot to deal with. Yeah, I like her, like her a lot, love her in Parks and Rec, but she just seems like she'd be a uh, get on your nerves after a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brother, smart ass mouth, always got an attitude about something. Always got something to say. Always. Whew. Brother Marwan, aka Wheezy, aka the Palestinian Playboy, would like to know. <laughs> Is bros before hoes real? <laughs> I say yes. Uh, it also might not be real. It depends on your mindset. Just like choosing joy is a mindset, you have to have the mindset that you're not going to let some, you know, woman that's just started coming around be above your be above your brothers. Like, you know, like what? A good shit, a good shit test to do for a, for a woman that you've just started dating is you're hanging out with her and you just stay on the Discord posting for the whole night, like it's 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 Saturday night you're watching a movie together, just shit post on the Discord and see how she reacts. If she can take it, then she might be one that you need to bring into the fold. If she can't take it, if she doesn't understand, well, that women can't understand. If she doesn't. If she just can't take it, then she's not one that you need to bring into the fold. Just, you know, that's a good that's a good test for a woman. It's to shit post on the Discord for hours on a Friday night and see what happens. I'll tell you what happens. You end up uh, moving out of the house. You end up uh, going through a year trying to find yourself. As a single man, Seth, that's what happens. When you just shit post on the Discord all times. You know, some women just can't take it. Is bros before hoes real? What a stupid saying. Let's discuss, Seth. When you say bros before hoes, are you just meaning your friends over women? Are you taking it literally and saying a hoe is someone you just kind of met? A random person? Yeah, like I'm not talking, like if we're talking about a wife, then obviously not. Your wife has to come before anyone. She's your wife. Is this in reference to the code about this this poster in the Discord? Not going to name any names. Going out with a girl I called dibs on and recently only telling me about it. Hiding it from me. Is that what he's asking? There's another situation where, you know, maybe had a dude's trip planned to go to a music festival. And, you know, now that ticket might go to a woman. It feels like this is a loaded question. There's a lot of nuance to questions like this. 
Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, if it's just a random person, probably should take care of your buddies. How good of a buddy do we get to before you're a bro? I guess that's up to you. I will say that, like you said, Seth, your wife should always come first. That feels pretty accurate, right? That's a no-brainer. Yeah, wife has to come first. Now, if it comes to, like, a relationship, and it's like, hey, I can either be friends with my good friends, like, if there's a, if it's that type of beef, right, where it's like me or you type of thing, you or her, that gets tricky. I don't know who you pick there. But sometimes you just pick not to get yelled at, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just pick with the thing that's going to be less of a amount of a headache, and your bros are always supposed to understand that. So I will say bros before hoes. It's real in the literal sense if you're talking just about a hoe, but if you're talking about a, a woman, a date, the bros are supposed to know. The bros are supposed to know. That's the new rhyme. The bros are supposed to know. Just don't make my life more miserable. You know what I mean? Like don't 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 stress me out. Understand the situation I'm dealing with if we're bros. Yeah. That's my answer, Seth. Well, feel free to get to the next question. Uh, Brother BJ, a.k.a. Pawpaw, what is one question or mystery you wish you could snap your fingers and understand? I mean, the obvious answer is like the mystery of like the afterlife, but I feel like that would really mess you up. Yeah. That'd really mess you up. I feel like knowing that would be cool. But also, I feel like it could either be hopeless if like there's nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, nothing, you die. But then maybe it's freeing in its own way of just like, hey, just go live your life and try to make the most of the time you have. Or you could. Well, what if you find out that like you know for a fact that heaven and hell are real, right? Would you like that, or would it absolutely drive you crazy because you would be trying to convince people all the time that it's real, like people you love? Would you feel that stress? Would you have to be like someone that's just completely focused about converting everyone to Christianity? That seems like a lot of stress to know for certain. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think I might just go with what's inside the McRib. Yeah, I'm going to go with who killed JFK. Do we really still care about that? I've been reading about it lately, and I don't know. I've kind of gone down. I used to like not like this conspiracy at all. It didn't interest me at all, but I, I don't know. It's I've just gotten... I've just kind of got interested in it lately. I feel like a hypocrite because I was like, this is such a normie conspiracy. It's a but now thing. you're sucked into it. Yeah, it's, it's piqued my interest here lately. Um, well, what do you got? What's your theory? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like this. I mean, the CIA uh, seems like they're, you know, they did it, I guess. I mean, I mean, like, you know, George H.W. Bush was just chilling in Dallas that day. You know, didn't really have an alibi. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of... Wait, you think George H.W. Bush killed him? Yeah, that's that's definitely a, a uh, conspiracy. I mean, I, I've never, I mean, I haven't dove into this since my fifth grade history project, but... Yeah, I mean, you got, you got, you know, you have George H.W. Bush, you have the Russian oil handler, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Um, the mob, right? There's the mob. There's the mob, there's mob, you know, um, you got Bell Helicopter involved, uh, 
got the Dulles brothers, the Dulles brothers. I mean, you've got a lot of, you have a lot of big names. I mean, you know, um, you, you got, you have a lot of big names. And so I, I've just kind of gotten in, uh, interested in it lately. I would like to know who killed JFK. Okay. So that's what I'm going to go with. I guess my actual answer, I, there's nothing, I mean, if I actually thought about it and like was going for something serious, I could probably come up with a better answer, but what kind of, I did get kind of caught into the Steve McNair conspiracy along, along those same lines. I'd like <laughs> to know how, who killed him. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be, uh, and whether or not they shoved his 14 inch penis down his throat as reported. Yeah. I hope not. That'd be a bad way for my, my guy to go out, but. It'd be cool to have a 14-inch penis, I guess. But to then choke on it, that would be bad. Yeah, that wouldn't be cool. Next question. Uh, Brother Hank, would you rather be able to dunk a basketball or throw a baseball 95 miles an hour? I mean, assuming that this doesn't lead to a professional career, right? Because dunking a basketball does not make you go pro. Throwing a baseball 95 miles an hour, like I can go pro doing that. So assuming that this is just... Right now, living life, I have dreams, bro, about dunking a basketball. Well, it's, if it's like just your life is the same, then it's dunking a basketball easy, easy. Right. If yeah. it's like if I had the inherent God-given ability to throw a baseball ninety-five miles an hour, well, then like there's a chance I'm playing professional baseball. Like I'm not going to play professional baseball if I could dunk. Right. So uh, if we're just out here doing ourselves the same way, living life, then yeah, dunking a basketball would be way cooler. I don't go play pickup baseball anywhere. Yeah. Go play us pickup basketball and jam on people. That'd be pretty cool. That's an easy answer. But again, if I could become a professional off of it, throwing a baseball would be infinitely more valuable. Yep. Correct. So, that was Hank's question. Um, Love, brother Hank. And here, here's where we get to the part of the Discord thread where everyone argues about it, so now we can't find the next fucking question. I know. Now I'm trying to find the. I'm trying to find the next question. I finally found it. I got a date tonight. Not to brag, we're in a hurry. At this new place I live at, Seth, I can't really sit down and do the podcast anymore, so I'm standing up at my dresser doing it, which is actually kind of nice. But my feet are starting to hurt. I'm getting sweaty. So like, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Love to see all the uh, the banter here as we try to get to the next question. Brother J Ross seventeen asks. In parentheses, cold. Would you rather be 6'5 with a 4-inch hog or 5'5 with an 8-inch hog? 3'9 with a 10-foot dick. Um, I feel like if you're 6'5 with a 4-inch hog, that's going to lead to some real problems. That's going to lead to a lot of disappointment in life. I feel like if you're 5'5, the disappointment gets out early. You know what I mean? If you're five foot five walking around, which hell, Seth, how tall are you? Five foot six, five foot seven? Five nine. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, I forgot that's Levi. Levi's the one that's five six, my fault. Um You see the people walking around at six foot five. Have you ever seen have you ever seen uh, Bedazzled? No. Brendan Fraser, Elizabeth Hurley. I've not seen it. That's what happens to him. He makes a deal with the devil. He gets all his wishes. And at one point, he wants to be like this famous athlete. Like he's like a seven foot basketball player, jamming. Ladies love him. Then, boom, very, very small penis. That's how the devil got him. You know, because when you make a wish, you got to make sure you cover all the bases. 
So that didn't seem like a very good experience from him. So I will admit I am basing most of my answer off of that. But, although I don't know, man. I don't know. Is an eight is eight is an eight inch hog worth it? What does an eight inch hog do for you? I mean, I guess it would give you some confidence, like in the bedroom, like in the. In, but I mean, like at that point, the quality of woman that you could probably pull at five five. Who really cares? That's see, I was gonna say six five because the six five is gonna get in the door with so, with like a, a cut of woman that is so much prettier than the 5'5 five five man is. Forget about anything get, else. And you're just going to get more respected walking around. You know what I mean? You're just going to get more respect walking around. Maybe you can dunk a basketball without having to, you know, make a deal on the podcast. Maybe you're just out here doing things. You're going to be more handsome at 6'5". That's just a fact. I'm going with 6'5". But, man, every time you inter- got introduced to a woman, every time you went to that level, you're just going to be so scared to take it out. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Although, have you ever seen that breakdown of like height and money on like how tall somebody has to be before they're desired? How much tall? Like, where's the like? I guess yes, the line, the axis of like, yeah, the five five, bro. You'd have to make like three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars to like become attractive to them. Yeah. Okay, six foot five, I guess. The same women who adhere, like you know, like that's you know, the same women that like adhere to those that rule that you're talking about with you know. However short you are, you have to make that much more money, blah, blah, Like, they're the same women who think it is absolutely awful for a man to date a woman 10 years younger than him or whatever. And maybe the fellas wouldn't find out you had a four-inch penis. So they, maybe they'd still respect you because you're six foot five. Fellas, whenever you see a woman in her 30s that is single and childless complaining that a man, that a famous actor, say Leonardo DiCaprio, is dating like a 25-year-old, they're complaining about it. Uh, your spidey senses should be tingling, okay? Because this woman is mad that she has hit the wall and she doesn't have a husband and children. Okay, that seems hateful to our female listeners. Um, Dudes rock. That is true. Dudes rock, but we love the ladies too. Come on. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I love some. You know? Um, uh, Brother Jonas, a.k.a. the former best wingman of the Reeds Ranch community, would like to know. Since there seems to be a new UF video, UFO video every week, would you be excited or terrified if aliens were real? It's a good question. Um, I don't think I would be excited. I would probably be a little bit more afraid than I would be excited. I don't know if I'd be terrified until it was too late. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. So I wouldn't be like over the moon. But I'd be like, oh, shit, what, what happens, you know, if they want to kill us? Yeah. Do we even have the type of weaponry to fuck with their shit? I don't know. Would they just come in here laughing at us and blasting at us? I don't know. I don't know. They might be like Earth Go Hard. Yeah. Maybe we could handle them. I don't think we would, though. So I'd be a little bit, uh, a little bit more afraid than excited. I guess that would be my answer. What about you? You seem like a big alien guy. Uh, I would be excited. I have also been reading quite a bit about the uh, the Great Filter in terms of the Fermi paradox, which is basically like the reason why um, we haven't found any other intelligent life in the solar system is either because like there is like there is it there is at some point in. Of intelligent life, a barrier that present that prevents it 
from colonizing stars. And that event, it's in our past. If we've already gotten past that barrier, then that's a really good sign. It, it means that there's really, there, the chances of, there, of us meeting somebody else are very, very slim. And, we're, you know, there's a good chance that we're alone. And we've already gotten past that barrier of, you know, we haven't colonized the stars yet, but we've already gotten past the barrier that, that keeps most intelligent life from getting to this point. However, if it's in our future, then that's very bad news because that means we're probably going to all die soon. Because we haven't met that barrier that prevents intelligent uh, societies, intelligent life, from colonizing the solar system and, you know, traveling the solar system, colonizing the stars. So I was reading a lot about the Great Filter lately as well. Um, which did that, when you really start thinking about the Great Filter, it does get kind of scary. However, I would be excited if we met aliens. Okay. The dudes in the Discord all say give, uh, they want to be six foot five with a four inch penis. Just for the record, just updating the audience that is not in the Discord, who aren't patrons. Sad. All right, I guess one more question, Seth, and I want it to uh, be a good one. So, what do you got for us? Um, Brother Austin, aka Power T Tape, aka the former best physical therapist on the Discord, has a question for you. When you were listening to music the other night with your lady friend... Cut this out of the podcast. Too much, producer. All right, let's wrap it up here. going to go take a shower, get ready. Seth, uh, on the way out, do you have any thoughts on uh, the Atlanta Hawks? Big big game one win? That was a, that was a nice shot by Trey Young. I'm glad they won for you. I'm glad what do you mean? Won. You're not a fan anymore? I mean, I mean, you know, I'm a fan. I'm just not as big a fan as you. It means more to you than it does me. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I love you. I love you. I love you, buddy. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing, dancing.